0: Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, presented by Simply Healthcare. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Um, We are going to have Gregory Rousseau coming on the show in a little bit here. I guess he's technically now former Miami defensive end. Uh, We'll talk to him about um, the hurricane season, what he's up to right now as he's preparing for the draft up in Pensacola, and... um, his whole career and, you know, just kind of wide ranging about his decision opt out and, and everything. Um, lo- lots of Canes talk. Um, but first let's do really quickly. Um, yeah. Miami plays NC state this weekend, Miami coming off a buy trying to finally win a game coming off a buy. Uh, but the secret, uh, maybe the secret concoction here is, uh, that cl- NC state is also coming off a buy so that got, that got you pretty excited, right? Susan.
1: Um, well, I I think it makes it uh, a little more you know it's equal uh, now. I I mean I I really do have this theory. I I, I mean you could test it out obviously, but I, I, at least for UM uh, that I don't think buys are beneficial always. I I think what Manny Diaz says about uh, if they come, happen to come when there are a lot of injuries, yes, a lot yeah. of major injuries. So that, in that
0: way, it actually might have been perfect timing for Miami. We can talk about that in a minute, but yeah, continue. I,
1: but, I, but David, I, like otherwise, it's very hard, I think, for any human being. to Like if you're in a pattern of playing every week, you know, and you're in a rhythm, um, I think these guys need to play every week. I, I think it helps. And when you go an extra week, it just takes some of the – wind out of it, you know I, yeah I, I don't think it's uh, beneficial so so the idea that NC State had one to too they're kind of equal
0: yeah yeah and uh, as you alluded to um it can be beneficial if there's a bunch of injuries and stuff and and there are there's one big injury that Miami seems to be now uh in the clear from and that's Brevin Jordan who missed the last two games Manny Diaz made it sound like uh, he's gonna play on Saturday um, but there is also uh, the COVID uh, question, right? That is, but, yeah. what is Miami's roster going to look like? We know six freshmen missed the game. Uh, I guess two weeks ago, the the Virginia game, um, obviously undisclosed reasons at the time. But I think anyone with who uh, you know is following college football this year, when there's undisclosed reasons for a player absence this year, um, there's a pretty good chance it's the coronavirus and Um, source confirmed to the Herald that that the players missed not for COVID related concerns is is the phraseology we keep using because we don't know who tested positive. We don't know if any of them tested positive. We just know they were someone tested positive or was in close contact with someone who did, which forced them to to isolate. So we don't know what it's going to look like for Miami this week. We don't know. Well, we do know that over the week last weekend um, when Miami was on the bye more players were put into isolation. Um, again, we don't know if there were positive tests. We don't know if it was just because of contact tracing, but we know that there was some, uh, mop up duty. Basically they had to, they had to make sure they kept it in check. So we really don't know what the roster is going to look like Friday when Miami, uh, kicks off in Raleigh.
1: No, no, not exactly. And you know, since we do know the other six guys were freshmen, um, Uh, You know, there's good chance that a lot of these guys, if more guys uh, were around, people with COVID, uh, you know, through contact tracing or whatever, that maybe a lot of them are on the younger
0: side. Yeah, I I think a lot of those freshmen, we know at least a couple of those guys who are out or roommates. Um, Obviously, you tend to room with the guys in your class. So and you tend to hang out with that group. So it makes sense if one of them got it or had a girlfriend who had it, um, then it can spread pretty quickly through. Yeah.
1: And, you know, you know David, also what people don't realize that, I mean, the, the contact tracing, the guys that are isolating, they all have to isolate. Yes. But if you have not tested positive, right, but you've been around, you've been a close contact, that's what they say, with one of the guys who did test positive, then uh, you have to... You, have to quarantine for 14 days yeah whereas the no matter what whereas the guys who test positive uh have to quarantine just a minimum of 10 days it doesn't mean they're you know they're fine after 10 days right it's like 10 days and
0: multiple negative tests
1: and the the reason is somebody asked me why is that if that you know one of them has not tested positive and it's because because you never know when at what point you are going to test positive. right there's a
0: 14-day incubation period as they say
1: right exactly exactly so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens um i think it's good that you know i I've, I've asked blake james ad if you know if he was worried at all about them actually getting the game in and game in at nc state and he said no so i mean to me it's kind of a halfway of a miracle that this program has if they do get to play this game, they will up in seven straight games. I don't want to jinx them, but mm-hmm. without, um, without having to postpone like FIU, you know, or, right. or pencil.
0: Yeah. Um, any just kind of thoughts going into this NC State game? What what are you kind of looking for from Miami?
1: Uh, well, I'm looking for um, I'm looking for the Canes to you know continue with their you know uh, receiving game bolstering that up like they did the last game. Mm-hmm. And also they need to get a rushing uh, yeah. you know, you know, run run game going. Yeah, it's it's easy.
0: I mean, we talk about it probably like so much that it's like parody at this point, but it's all about the offense. Like I trust the defense. The defense is what it is. It's good. It might not be like top five in the country good, but it's good enough to win you most games. Um, it, it's all about the offense. And, and I think the two – the question going into every game is what is the offense going to look like? Because obviously they've shown they can win with very many different styles. Um, to me, it, it's kind of still all eyes on the receivers. I know you mentioned the running game, and but I kind of just have faith in those guys. Like, I know Cam's been bad for a couple of weeks, but like he's produced. I know he can be good. I know those freshmen are good. I know De'Ara can run. I'm, I'm still, you know, the jury's obviously very much still out on what this wide receivers group is and stringing two good performances together would go a long way i think to providing some confidence that they've kind of got this figured out for the back half of the season all right um let's take a quick break uh and when we come back we will be joined by greg Rousseau. all right uh we are back and we are joined by a very special guest this week Uh, i guess we call him former miami defensive end now Uh, who we're joined by greg Rousseau. uh greg what's up
2: what's up how's it going
0: doing good How, how are things been you're up in pensacola is that right
2: yeah, yeah, that's exactly right.
0: How have things been up there? What, what have you been up to? Just a lot of working out?
2: Yeah, a lot of working out, just getting better at, like, different parts of my game, whether it's, like, getting more explosive or working my hands, lining up in different positions all across the defensive line, all that type of stuff.
0: Well, what brought you up to Pensacola, just out of curiosity? Right,
2: that's just the facility I wanted to go to.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, but,
1: what's it like compared to uh, South Florida?
0: Yeah, I would think that, that, that's got to be Seminole country,
2: right? <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different for sure it's not like Miami at all uh but like really I don't I didn't really, I didn't really go there to have fun or anything I just went there just to work out so I just work out I go to class on zoom and stuff do my schoolwork, and that's about it
1: oh you're still going to class huh
2: yeah I'm still working towards getting my degree
1: that's awesome when do you expect your degree and what what will it be in
2: criminology probably sometime next year
1: Boy, that's great. That must be very yeah. important to, to your family.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Greg, what's it
0: what's it been like for you watching this season? I can see you tweet after pretty much every game, uh, being pretty excited with the way things are going. Just what what has it been like to you for you to, to watch this from afar?
2: Uh, it's been cool. You know, um, it, it is pretty weird not not playing out there with all them boys. But I mean. I'm happy for them. They're really prospering and having, having, having a great year. A lot of them are my close friends. So just for me to be able to watch them ball out, it's, it means everything to me. And I'm rooting, I'm rooting them on, whether whether it's like a win or a loss or whatever. I mean, I'm going to be rooting on the whole season.
1: Hey, Greg, I, I'm just wondering as far as the season goes, uh, did you watch the Clemson game?
2: Yeah, I watched all the games.
1: You did. So, so, um, like, what was it like for you? You know, what through you, what was your experience while watching that game? And do you think, uh, if you should play them again to the Hurricanes realistically have a shot and why, but first, what was it like watching that game for you?
2: Uh, it was like watching a football game. Like, like <laughs> I always do on Saturdays. I was just watching, you know, I was just, um, watching my, my close friends and seeing what they were putting out there. And I was brutal for them to all make plays. That's about it, though.
1: Really. Did you think? Were you how disappointed were you? I mean, did you think they actually had a shot?
2: Yeah, they definitely had a shot. I mean, they didn't get blown out like fifty nine zip or anything. Like they had a couple things not go their way, like even like the first drive, like we could have had an interception or or a fourth down stop. But like we got, there was a call that they made. I think they called offside. Mm-hmm. It was really like a I don't right. know if it was a good call or not, but like. Games can go so many different ways. And, and, if, and if we made a couple more plays or a couple more things that go our way, a couple less penalties, like that game could have been a, a seven-point game, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I was just watching it as a fan, but I was definitely rooting for my friends. And I feel like Miami plays them again, you know, definitely, they'll definitely have a chance. I feel like with the way the offense is playing, the addition of King, and the whole entire D-line, the way they're playing, I feel like Miami could hang with anybody.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you a little bit about that defensive line because you know when when we thought you were going to be playing, I think we looked at it and we were like, wow, th- this is probably going to be the best defensive ends group in the country, and you know obviously you know you're you're there's a chance you're going to be a first round pick, so so you're it's a big loss that you're not out there. But Quincy, I think, ha- has lived up to all the expectations we had for him. Um, Jalen has looked great also. Um, how much when, when you decided you weren't going to play this year? Did you kind of expect this from those guys? Did, did you kind of leave no, having confidence that, that even without you, that would have a chance to be you know a, a really elite group?
2: Yeah, 100%. You know, I feel like Jalen Phillips is a great player, and so is Quincy Roche. I feel like those dudes are ultra-talented. So I knew there wasn't going to be like a, a huge drop-off of production. I feel like both of those dudes are going to play in the NFL, and God willing, I'll play in the NFL too. But yeah, I mean, that D-line is completely stacked. Also, Jade in the interior. I mean, he's playing great. Harrison Hunt's playing really good. So yeah, I feel like that D line's loaded. No matter if I'm playing there or not.
0: Yeah, Jared has been in a lot of ways. I think kind of like the out of nowhere guy this season. We'd heard so much about like how athletic he was and, and all that, but I, I think he still leads the team in sacks. Did you see this coming for him? Like, what, what was he doing in the spring? Were there signs that this kind of breakout was coming for him?
2: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the dude. He's a big dude he jumps super high, he played basketball actually in high school and stuff like that, so just the athleticism's there and it was about him just putting uh putting the work in and getting getting his technique right and all that stuff and he really and he's really done a job today. that and i'm I'm really proud of him and i'm he really reminded me of like me last year you know like coming off the bench and stuff and just making the most out of the snaps and I feel like he's been dominant when he's on the field and I'm definitely looking forward to watching him play this friday
1: do you um Greg do you keep in touch with any of those guys like or Manny Diaz or Coach Shroud you know yeah, of how,
2: course. Yeah. How,
1: like who do you to, talk to
2: I talk to a whole bunch of them whether it's like in group chats or like me just uh reaching out and stuff like that I, I'm in contact with all the, with the whole team pretty much like at least all the people I was in contact with uh, before
1: yeah do they ever ask you for advice or do you ever give any
2: yeah for sure and they give me advice too you know like when you play football, it's not just like everything's about football or anything. Those are like my friends. So if I'm even if I need advice about other things, I'll go to them and talk to them. And and yeah, it's, it's it's a friendship and a brotherhood. It's not really just football, football, football. So at the end of the day, everybody bleeds, everybody cries. You know, we're all regular people. So those are still my friends.
1: Uh, Greg, you know, you told me right when you decided to to opt out, you said it really does take a piece out of my heart. Um, in what way did, did it hurt most? Does it still hurt you in any way? Anyway? And do you ever get a feeling of, man, I wish I were out there playing with my guys now?
2: Yeah, I do get that feeling a lot, especially when I watch them play. But, like, I had I had a decision to make and I made a real tough decision. But, yeah, I definitely miss it a lot. More than just, like, playing, I miss, like, little things, like, going on, like playing rides and uh, and messing around in the locker room and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really do miss it for sure.
1: Who who is your roommate? Did you have a roommate before?
2: Uh yeah, Nesta Savera.
1: <laughs> so you're probably especially close with him, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. That's my boy.
1: <laughs> he's he's uh he's obviously you said he's doing he's doing very well.
2: Um Yeah, he is. I'm re- I'm real happy for him and I'm real proud of him.
1: And I, I also wanted to ask you about your family, Greg. Is your mom still, you know, working as a nurse at Florida Medical Center? And your is your dad still repairing fire trucks for Miami-Dade? And 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 your brother? How are those guys? Oh
2: yeah, they're all they're all doing good. My mom's not working anymore no because she was working like in hospitals, so she's she's done. But but yeah, my like my dad still is
1: so. so that's do you feel better? I mean, I know you you said you left. Obviously, you opted out because of COVID. Um, yeah. You know, like. I'm sure you're feeling probably better that your mom has a hospital situation, but uh, how have you kept yourself? You know, how tough is that now? And I, we know that UM's had players quarantining the past couple weeks. Um, you know, what just that whole COVID thing, how have you how have you dealt with it? I guess.
2: Uh, just like just going day by day, wearing my mask and just staying safe. Really, that's, that's all I can do. You know, Coach Gene used to say, like, you can only control the controllables. And that that's not just for football, that's just for life, you know? So that's what I'm doing.
1: Is it different in your area, of the, you know, where you are now, Pensacola, than it is in South Florida? Do you, do you kind of get a feeling as far as people's attitudes to wearing masks and stuff like that? Uh, I
2: feel like it's different everywhere you go in the country. You know, some places wear more masks than others, and some places really don't care about the virus at all. So it, I feel like it's different. No matter, no matter if you're, like, in Texas or Florida, New York, is different everywhere.
1: What about where you are, though? In That's pretty
2: good. It's okay. pretty good. I mean, I mean there's, you still see some people without a mask, but, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. control that, you know?
0: Greg, I, I want to go back real quick to, to you and Nesta, because, you know, I, I knew both of you guys in high school, um, and yeah. you guys did not seem, like, very different personalities. It seems like you know Nesta was was very at least in high school you know very brash and um, all that. You were a little bit more, uh, I guess, a little quieter. Seemed like always seemed like maybe a yeah. little more laid back. Well, what made you guys so close? It seems like you guys have been close basically since since you guys probably met on the you know when you were both getting recruited.
2: Yeah, that is when we started growing close. You know, just coming to school together and it's being on Sandy Live, both being freshmen and stuff like that. And and yeah, kind of like. Some of his personality rubbed off on me, and then some of mine rubbed off on him. You know, uh-huh. it's like that's how it is when you have a fr- when you have like when you're when you're good friends with somebody. It's like they they get some of your good traits, and then I I got some of his good traits. You know, and, and like I can say like a trait that I might have got from him is like you know just being like just uh, expressing your opinion. You know, nothing crazy. Just speaking up more because I feel like I was a little bit more quiet and like collected to myself when I got to college. So yeah, we definitely rubbed off on each other for sure.
0: What do you think he got from you? Uh, I
2: don't know. Probably, uh, I can't, I can't really say. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Mm-hmm. But I know, what I, I know what I got from him, though. Yeah. Um, you finished your career here at Miami. 15 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackles for loss. I don't know the number of games you played, but it was not very much more than 19. Uh, I guess, yeah. It was 15. 15, yeah. Fewer than 19. So, a SACA game, what was the secret to your success ultimately? When you kind of look back, um, is it like astonishing when you think about how productive you were in in, in such a small time?
2: Yeah, I feel like it's really just a blessing from the man above, you know, for me to be able to go out there and do that is is nothing but God. But I also feel like I put in a lot of work, you know. I had a great uh, medical staff that helped me get there from my injury when I broke my ankle my freshman year. So just... Kudos to them and, and Jeff Ruiz and Vinny Scavo and just helping me out. Coach David Feely helped me transform my body after my freshman season and just helped me get my confidence back. I also feel like uh, Coach Stroud helped, helped me when he came. He taught me a lot of stuff. And then, of course, Diaz from the start, he's the one who recruited me. He, he believed in me at, uh, at first and all. So a uh, big, big props to him. You know, he's the reason why, I'm at, why I was able to go to Miami. So just having that great supporting cast, I really feel like it, it brought me to the next level when i I'm blessed. And I'm grateful that I was able that I was able to be a part of such a great program.
0: Yeah, I'm sure in the next few months here, when we get a little closer to the draft, you know they do features on all the guys and you know what the, their backgrounds, where they came from, who they are. I'm sure your story is going to probably catch a lot of people's attention. And you know you were wide receiver and a, and a safety for a lot of your high school career, um, yeah. and obviously Miami recruited you as a defensive end. Uh, you, you were not necessarily quite as highly recruited as, you know, a lot of other guys probably on the team. Um, you mentioned Coach Diaz seeing you and believing in you. What, what do you remember yeah. from the beginning of the recruiting process? What do, do you remember, like, kind of the first time he, he talked to you and, and kind of said yeah, I do. we, I we do. have these big I expectations do. for you as a defensive end? What, what was that like?
2: Uh, well, I remember the first time he talked to me, it was on Green Tree. It was when, like, the fields were going, like, they were going the way they're going now, but there was no indoor. You know what I'm talking but, about? Right. yeah. And it was like a turf. It was a turf field. That's when I first talked to him. My coach was like, oh, "Yo, look, that's the that's the DC coach, Manny Diaz," and I like met him and stuff. Just talked to him, and then they offered me later that summer after a camp. And that, at, at that camp, I worked out at RC, not RC. I worked out at DN, America, and safety. So they offered me. Coach Rick offered me and stuff. And then I and then I talked with Diaz, I think, for Paradise Camp, like in person. And he was, and like, he was just, was like he was just telling me about how like. He could see like Manny Lawson and I me. Mean, he coached Manny Lawson and right. kind of stuff where he was on the staff at NC State with him and, and Mario Williams and all those those really good things. He's like, Yeah, I see that in you. You're tall, you have a length, you can run. So just him being able to like be being him being able to look at me and say like I, I I could see you translating into this type of player, this type of player really made me know like, yeah, this dude has a plan for me. He's he knows what I can become. So I really trusted him and I I trusted the process and it worked out. I'm really I'm really grateful for Coach Diaz, honestly.
0: What would freshman year, true freshman Greg Rousseau, would have looked like? Obviously, you had that ankle injury. You didn't, you know, you didn't get to play very much. You, you were still probably kind of gaining weight, getting up to your full, you know, maturity. What, what was freshman Greg Rousseau going to look like if you'd gotten to play? Do you, do you kind of think about what that season would have been like?
2: Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't think about it because like everything happens for a reason, and like I was blessed enough to have a great year this year. So I really just put my head down and work mm-hmm. after I got hurt. Cause I mean, you like I said, you can only control. You can control. So I can't control what happens. But I feel like I would have had a good year if I did play. I never really thought about it until you asked me. Yeah. But I feel like if I if I could play, I feel like I would have done good. But you felt like you were on
0: track to to play. You obviously you weren't going to probably start necessarily, but you felt like you would have yeah. played a bit
2: and yeah, contributed. Yeah, I would have played behind Joe and, yeah. and Neo Garvin. So I mean, I, I think I would have had a good year, but nothing like the year I had um, mm-hmm. my retro freshman yeah.
1: year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys. I've, I. You know, talking about what that would have been like, what about if had you returned for next season? What do you think that would be like for you?
2: I feel like I would have done better. I feel like I would have gotten better. I feel like I already did before I opted out. I got I got bigger and stronger, and I feel like I, was, I still kept my speed. If not, if if not, I got faster. But I, I feel like I was poised to have another another great season, um, um, um God willing. And I feel like I would have been out there dominating, honestly. So, yeah, like I said, it was
1: tough to turn guy down, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you, Hey, Greg, do, do you think, you know, that NCAA rule they have now that players for this year can, you know, for next season can return without losing a year of eligibility? Do you like that rule? And, you know, um, I, know I know everybody has to make their own individual decision, obviously, like you did, but uh, what are the pros to that? Why is that a good decision if you think it or a good new rule if that is? Good
2: I think I think it's a really good rule with everything going on like in just in the country right now with with COVID and everything else like it's just been really crazy so I feel like it's good just to for those kids to be able to hit that reset button and come back if they how, if they. How,
1: how great do you think it would be if uh if you know like you know Roche and Phillips and those guys all return next season just, let's say turning pro early or whatever
2: uh, I mean, uh, I can't really speak on their situations because I don't know what they got going on. But that'd, that'd be good for the University of Miami. That be <laughs> really cool for them because they keep a lot of great, great players. So yeah, that'd be pretty. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool for sure.
0: Greg, I meant to ask you this earlier. Um, I remember when we found out you were going pro, is we were just kind of talking to Manny Diaz, and I think like in the middle of a press conference, uh, you maybe texted him, or, or maybe right before you guys had talked. Um. Yeah, we, what, we already talked before. You guys had talked before. Yeah. What was the reception yeah. from your teammates? And, you know, the, I don't know, like, what was that like? Did you kind of address them all or tell them all? Did you tell certain yeah, people in them. person?
2: Yeah, I told them. And they are happy for me, bro, because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's the goal. The goal is to – that's why people play football. I mean, you, you – like, know, I play because I love it. At the same time, I also play because it, it could enhance the lives yeah. of my family in my life. And, you know, and for you to be able to go to the NFL, like, it's always a blessing. I don't feel like there's anything – there shouldn't be any, like, negative – like, like stigma or anything around it, because it's, it's a lot of people can't live out their dreams and make it. So I feel like, for me to be able to do it, I feel like if you're not happy, like you got to look yourself in the mirror, you know. If you're not like, oh yeah, good for that person.
0: Did anyone say anything to you that like I don't know, particularly sticks with you? Like someone who was like really happy for you or really excited for you?
2: Uh yeah, like like people like my family, my girlfriend, you know, my my closest friends, they all really supported me, so I'm, I was really happy about them. I know they always got my back, so.
1: Hey, Greg, I've, I've just one last thing for me. One last question is, well, I'm not sure about the support. I know everybody, I think all the U.M. fans really love you a lot. Um, what's been the reaction from U.M. fans? And, you know, if you had a message for them or anything you would want to say to U.M. fans in general now?
2: I mean, the message it has been good. I mean, there's, there's always, like, hate on Twitter and stuff and negative comments, people who DM me. But, like, at the end of the day, like, that's life, you know. They're, they're going to feel how they feel they there. And they're and – they're, they have an opinion you know they're i mean everybody thinks looks at things differently and i I'm, i look at decisions decision like i made the right choice but they might think that i made the wrong choice and they're entitled to their own opinion so i mean i i hope i mean i hope maybe maybe someday they'll understand a little bit and be like oh yeah maybe you did because of this or that if they ever got in a situation uh like mine but i mean like like i said like, i can't control what they think so i mean mm-hmm. i'm wishing them the best whether they they like my decision or don't like it, you know?
1: You know what? That kind of, sho- that actually kind of shocks me because I, like, you're the nicest person in the world, honestly, <laughs> and I thought, I thought you were going to say, oh, well, everybody's been great and supportive, but I should have, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool, that's cool.
2: I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, you know? It's, it's social right. media. It yeah, is they what it is. don't know me as a person, you know?
1: Yeah. So
0: they
2: haven't heard me talk in person, they haven't hung out with me, they might, they might think I'm a jerk, you know? So. <laughs>
0: You feel me? Oh, I think we can all assure them you are not. No,
2: why yeah. are they that? <laughs> no. I know I know I'm not but I, I can't I don't know what they think about me, you know? They probably just see that I opted out and they look at it as like, oh he's selfish. Like yeah, know, all he cares about is is themselves and, and all that stuff.
0: But yeah, as we said, you were every game you are locked in. Um I, I wanna finish you with this one. Uh we've heard so much throughout this season and, and obviously so far the results have, have kind of backed it up that this season, uh, this team is different in terms of, I don't know, whether it's, um, you know, just the leadership or the maturity. Obviously, it's a lot of, of older guys starting in, in, in the way that, you know, we have not seen really a letdown performance yet from this Miami team. Um, I, I think naturally, at least us in the media, kind of trace a lot of that back to De'Eric. Just, you know, the, obviously the quarterback is naturally going to be the leader. Um, what were your impressions? Obviously, you didn't get that long with him. Uh, but what were your impressions just being around him, the way guys rally around him, gravitate toward him, respect him? Well, what did you kind of get from from those uh, few months you had, you know, practicing and working out with him?
2: Uh, being with him and um, watching him, like, lift and train the summer, he's, like, one of those dudes that are just, like, last, uh, first man in the building, last one out. So he's really somebody that the whole entire team and whole entire offense gravitated towards. And really can take after and really take a page out of his book. So he's definitely somebody that that I really wish I was able to play with. But I mean, like you said, like you said, like he's that dude, you know? Like you, you like you look at him and you're like, man, like he just gives you motivation because he's such a tough player. You know, he's gonna put his neck out, neck out there and put his head on line for the whole team, to really just put a team on his back. So I feel like he's a great piece for mm-hmm. the Mighty Hurricanes.
0: Is there anyone else on the team that maybe we'd be surprised to learn is like kind of big leader behind the scenes, like that the guys kind of. Um, it, whether it's vocal or, or a guy like that who, who just kind of is you you know he's gonna work hard and like you said put his neck out there. Is there someone we might not expect on the team who who's
2: important to this whole equation? Uh, I'd say Bubba Bolden for sure, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's been amazing. And he, his yeah. play has been like outstanding. He's really he's really impressed me. That Clemson game when he
0: crazy. had the bloody nose, like that was.
2: Yeah, 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 like that type of stuff, man. Like he he leaves on and off the field and really just leaves by example. With his play, you know, I mean, it's always cool to be vocal, but if you can't back it up when you're out there in the field, it doesn't mean nothing. You can talk all you want, but he's one of those dudes who, who really can back it up. All
0: right, do you want to make a prediction for the rest of the season? Are they winning out? Are they getting back to the ACC championship game?
2: Uh, yeah, I feel like they will. I feel like they actually will. I feel like they're going to win every single game, and hopefully Clemson or Notre Dame, one of those teams, loses like an extra game Yeah, the
0: tiebreakers are absurd. Where We don't even really know how they work.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, like, hopefully they could score a lot of points. In these games. So, like, so, like, maybe let's say Clemson goes undefeated and Notre Dame has a loss to Clemson. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe, maybe they'll go by, like, point scores. So hopefully, like, the offense or, like, maybe points allowed. So, maybe hopefully we win these games in, like, some good fashion so, um, so they could have a chance to go to Charlotte and compete for the ACC championship, which would be the first one, I think.
1: Yeah, it would be the second one they're competing.
2: Well Yeah, they're going
0: for their first win, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Win. Okay. Yep. That would
2: be yeah, pretty that'd amazing. Be, that'd be dope. And I feel like they could really do it. I feel like they have the best shot that that they've had in years. Like mm-hmm. for a while, you
0: know? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right, Greg. Th- th- right. thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um glad to hear you're doing well. Good luck with everything um up there as you prepare for the draft. How big are you now, by the way? Forgot to ask you that. Uh,
1: 266. 266. Yeah. And how much percent body fat? (laughs)
2: Uh, I haven't haven't done the body fat test in a minute, but last time I was like 13.
0: I'll say one of my favorite things to to see is, you know, like the, basically the leap guys take from the moment they early enroll toward like that first summer, just how, how big you get. Like, I remember seeing you for the first time after you got on campus and you looked like you like ate another Greg so
2: yeah i feel like it's great yeah. honestly before the first game you already have like nine months of training yeah, you know definitely rather than just coming in and having like two or three so i feel like it, early enrolling is huge and if I, if I could do it all over again i'll do the same exact thing
0: mm-hmm. cool great awesome greg thanks again um and we'll uh be sure to keep in touch and, and maybe we'll get you back on um definitely as we get a little closer to the draft or maybe a little later on this season if uh we see an ACC championship in sight or something like that.
2: Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you Great. so much. For sure. God bless you guys. I hope you guys are doing good.
0: Yeah, stay safe you up are.
2: there. You too. Okay. All right, stay safe. Peace. Peace.